Our friends at Art of the Trek are working hard to research and add backcountry campsites to their public map. The good news is that you can add your own points of interest to the map and help your fellow adventurers plan their trips. Looking at their map, you'll see that they've finished entering named campsites in the U.S. That, that's pretty sweet. They'd really appreciate your help with entering dispersed backcountry tent sites in forests and wilderness areas across the country. The more remote and obscure, the better. To get started, head over to artofthetrek.com. Turn on some points of interest from the overlays menu and select the orange plus sign at the bottom of your screen to help your fellow hikers plan the best adventures possible. Welcome back. Backcountry BSing 97. We're getting dangerously close <laughs> to 100. Dangerously close. Yeah. We're, so oh, three more. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta still think. I still want to do the hot, like the hot tub one. <laughs> that was a good one. Or um, how do you how do you logistically do this in the hot tub without killing yourself, like from electricity? I think, um, I think it's possible. So okay, you should have like one where it's just a microphone and you just like hand it back and forth. That might be the way to go instead of like putting these setups in because I could just see one fall down. Okay, so I know. We're not drinking tonight, but I do. Last night, I opened a bottle of bourbon and I had some, and it might be one of the best I've ever had. Is it the owl? No, that owl sucked. We had that. Oh, that's right. No, no, no. So I'll just, I'll pour you a taste, not a glass. I just want you to taste it on air. Okay. Okay. I want you to close your eyes. All right. And I'm going to pour it. Yeah, it's going to be the... Uh, Keep your know. eyes closed. Yeah, I'm not looking. Because, and I'm just going to give you a little... It is a tiny bit. I don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Wait. Wait. Okay, you can open your eyes. <laughs> it's going to be like one of those things. No, no. So, like, I had this yesterday, and I it was so smooth, so flavorful. It's got a very smoky finish. It's a bourbon. Yeah, it's bourbon. Got a good nose. It's really clear. It tastes scotchy. It's smoky. Yeah, it tastes like a scotch. Isn't it smooth? It's smooth. That's bourbon? Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of smoky scotch stuff in it. What do you think? I think it's really good. Yeah, it's it's not my favorite. It's not bad. What is I it? was like blown away. What is it? You know what it is? No, I honestly don't know. I don't. I. It's just okay. Before you tell me, it it rem, it does remind me of like a lighter, like smoky scotch, and I I'm not a huge fan of smoky stuff. I think it's really smooth, mm -hmm. like super smooth. Is it tequila? No, it's bourbon. Because remember we had that smoky tequila too, not mezcal. Yeah. No, you know what this is? Uh. -uh. It's the Traeger bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whistle pig. <laughs> I think it's so good. It's definitely smoky. That's for sure. It reminded me of scotch. I think it's so good. It's so smooth. I've never had anything from whistle pig. I think I, I haven't had much, but people talk about whistle pig being overpriced, but I, I don't this know. This was $80. I, I, <laughs> I would probably pay $80 for this though. I don't know. It was really good. It's I thought it was a gimmick. It's definitely smoky. Yeah. I thought it was kind of a gimmick, but uh, I had, too much of this last night and I was I thought this was very good. I mean I've paid way more for bottles that suck, but I, I wanted to get your blind reaction because I thought you'd think that's funny. I, I swear it tastes like scotch. Because it's super smoky. Yeah, it's very smoky. Anyway, back to the LaCroix. Oh, how do they add the smoke flavor to that? That is a I as I was drinking this last night, I really wanted to know that. Cause they must like maybe do they, they smoke the malt? Yeah, or they add liquid smoke to it. No, I thought about that, but it it, it but tastes all like is, all it is is water. They don't add it. You think they don't? They don't. You think it's on here? Let me see. Uh, no, I, it doesn't say on the bottle. Uh, whistle pigs from Vermont. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm surprised they didn't pair up with like a with like a Texas. Whistle. Oh, oh, dude! It's aged in Traeger wood fired barrels. That's how it gets smoky. Man, they must do. So I mean, they must do something. Anyway, hey, on, I, let me see that. I thought it was super good. That's not bourbon. Yeah, it is. 
No, it's not bourbon. What is it? Whiskey? It's 86 proof. It, yeah, it's like an American whiskey. Um, I'm trying to see what the rest of the mash bill is. I don't know if it's on there. I thought it was good. If yeah. you're a fan of smoked meats and brown liquor. <laughs> if you're a fan of a light of a lighter weight smoky scotch. That's really good. All right. Yeah, that's that's some otherwise we're sober tonight. We gotta do a few of these sober. <laughs> no, I, I actually until this marathon's done, I'm I'm just don't feel like drinking much because I just I have to get up and train and just, I know it just, does run doing yeah. the marathon training really does uh really yeah takes it's, the uh, that takes the that's the first like the edge sip, off that's drinking the, that's the first sip of alcohol i've had in like two and a half weeks that i uh drank a lot of that last night <laughs> this much <laughs> no I, I shared that it wasn't just me all right okay we're here we're back from our swing out west um uh we've released the first part of the trip video and the second part will be out probably in another week or two uh, but we are back. We did um, four days up in the Desolation Wilderness uh, on the PCT and the TRT, which is the Tahoe Rim Trail. Uh, back, I guess this, this was, yeah, er, early September. Um, and we are going to debrief. We're going to talk about it. Some things happened. Yeah. Andy's first time to Tahoe. To backpacking. Back, backpacking to Tahoe. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do our, our typical debrief. So I'll start with the statistics. Do you know how far we went? 50 something. Right on the nose. 50. 50 miles. Just under 8,000 feet of climbing. What a perfect elevation for. 50. Yeah. So that was my first thought was when we went to Colorado in July. First off, we've done like a lot of aggressive backpacking in a two month time frame which was difficult. But in Colorado, we did 58 miles with 14,000 feet of climbing. And then we did 50 miles with 8,000 feet of climbing. 14,000 feet of climbing is too much climbing. Yeah, you pair that with the altitude too. I mean, this trip made me realize just how hard the Colorado hike was. It was, it was hard. And I'm saying this, even though I say this, Every year, but I'm not doing anything like that again. I'm not doing the flying. But Bryce has been preaching this <laughs> for a while. I'm not doing the flying. Well, drive right out. You you have the advantage that you can go out there for a few days and not burn time. Correct. I can't do that. You could do a few days, maybe. Well, that, that's not necessarily a game changer. It's no, just, but it just means like you don't have to burn. I mean, it's time. like it's like honestly, I guess every day would help, but I don't know how much even like two days would help. It would help a little bit, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Is there like a curve that shows like once you hit probably? Point? It's probably a few weeks to get like fully acclimated. Mm -hmm. But I'm not doing that again. The only way I'm doing that is we do a trip like we always talk about doing, where we go up there camp out at a lake, fish, day hike. None of this 15 plus mile days, day after day after day, after just flying straight in from sea level. I'm not doing that again. That was brutal. Versus Tahoe, you know, we were out there for a little bit beforehand. I don't know if that really helps. Probably. Um, and just one, you're at, we were at like seven to 9,000 feet, six to 9,000 feet versus 12,000 feet. Yeah. I mean, that alone made a huge difference, I thought. And, you know, we were doing two to 3,000 miles of climb, uh, two to 3,000 feet of climbing a day and versus, you know, three to 5,000 feet of climbing. So anyway, obviously I preferred that. I really made me rethink doing that style of Colorado trip again. And shout out... What's his name? Oh, somebody emailed us. Captain Rick? What? Rick. Captain Rick. Somebody emailed emailed me, emailed us and was like, because I was complaining after the last debrief about the altitude, and he's like, I got a yurt. I got a yurt with electricity up in those mountains. It's all yours. You come up there and acclimate. And I believe his name was Captain Rick. And I was like, Captain Rick? 
Not a bad idea. Yeah, not a bad idea. Um, so that was my first thought was, I'm not doing that Colorado. Like, I don't know why I say Colorado. I'm not doing the fly in from sea level and do 60 miles. I'm going to take it easy if we're doing that. I know. Eight to 10 mile days. So, right. I, I definitely like, we don't, I don't have the luxury of being able to like space it out. But what if you just go out there and do less? No, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's completely fine. Like just do way lower mileage. Right. Okay. Totally fine with that. We always say that and we just never do it. I know. <laughs> I know. We're like day one, 15 miles. Yeah. 18 miles. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Okay. So that was my first. Oh, sorry. My mic. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was my first comment. My second thought is out west. I guess we'll talk probably a lot about the wildfires. But the wildfire situation out in California is so bad. Yep. I mean, if we, so a little background, we were supposed to go to Yosemite. <coughs> we had permits to go to Yosemite. About a month ago, two months ago, we were like, okay, we need a backup permit. Yep. So we picked up a permit for Desolation Wilderness. So I guess to back up, Desolation Wilderness is uh, on the southwest side of Lake Tahoe. It's probably the most popular place to backpack in the Lake Tahoe area. Very regulated, very permitted. It's not super easy to get a permit, and it's especially not super easy to get a permit on Labor Day weekend. And we were there around the Labor Day. So two months prior, we were getting worried about wildfires. We were able to snag a desolation permit. So going into the month of August, we had a permit for Yosemite and a permit for desolation wilderness, and Yosemite being top choice about what a week before we were supposed to hike in yosemite fires yeah so desolation right on the trail yeah literally a fire was burning on the trail we were permitted to hike on so we can't go there so we went to desolation and luckily there was still smoke in desolation but it was fine a week later uh, not even about three days after we hike out of desolation and finish our hike, what the, what's called the mosquito fire starts and that whole area is unhikeable blanketed in smoke. So we had two permits and we're very, very close to not being able to use both of them because of wildfire smoke. I mean, we lucked out hard because mm-hmm. we hiked out on a Monday and like by that Thursday or Friday, the smoke had rolled in. Yeah, the first morning in there, when we woke up on... Uh, there was smoke. There, there was smoke, yeah, from from Yosemite. So I don't know what to do. Do you get three permits now? Because we were very, very close to being hosed on both of them. Go back to the desert. Or we just can't go there? I mean, is that what it is? Or do you just get, like, four permits? <laughs> I don't know. I, and you get them, you know, spaced out along the state? No. You just hop on. Well, you just hop on the TRT or the PCT. The TRTs would have been gone. I mean, you couldn't do it. The PCT, but what if you got to drive five hours north, you know? Well, I mean, how many permits are you going to get within like a two hour? I don't know, but I used to think, oh, you just get a backup permit. You're fine. But we could have, we were like really close to being hosed on all of our permits. So I don't know. The fire situation out there sucks. And for anyone listening who's planning a trip to California, you just have got to have a backup plan or you've got to, you're going to lose the count. You're going to lose where I'm at. Oh, you were reading? No, but we're going to start at the top. No. Um, and so, yeah, so that was my second thought. So first thought was elevation was way better and I'm not doing this Colorado stuff again. Second thought was the wildfires out there. It's just, it's getting outrageous um third thought was well first i was like why doesn't i mean colorado gets wildfires but they don't seem to be as bad as california yeah i don't know i don't know what that's about because we never really worry about is there something something to be said that like california has like a lot i mean so does colorado but california Colorado gets rain California has a lot of like national parks and like really popular tourist areas. And so it gets a lot more press when there's fires. That's interesting. I don't know. Definitely seems to be. And then I got on this freaking 
TikTok rabbit hole of people who live in these fire lookouts. Also, I know I get those all the time too. That would. Why didn't I do that when I was like nineteen or something? So cool. I know. I've heard they're really hard to get. So okay. So here's the deal: the Forest Service. I'm try. I was trying to figure out how many of these positions exist in the U.S. A few hundred at least. So we've seen them out when we're backpacking. The U.S. Forest Service on national forest land, probably a national park too. They have these, they have fire lookout towers erected obviously in like spots with sick views too. I love how they have helicopter pads too. And some of them you can drive to. I know. Anyway, they, they man them during, you know, the summer slash fire season. They pay people. I'm sure it's minimum wage. You don't do it for the money, but you just get to live. And it's like a, it's, 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 it's more than just like, like it's a real dwelling. Like a lot of them, the ones I see, they have power from solar panels. They have water. They have outhouses. They have walls and windows. It's not like a tent. Yeah, it's pretty cool when they spot a fire too and how you like position it and then you coordinate with other towers. With other towers, I know. Yeah. There's great, uh, there's some great like it's TikToks. Like, like and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like YouTube channels of these people who are doing this. And you're up there for like three or four months. And yeah, some have helicopter pads. Some you can just like take forest roads up to and, uh, and they all have radio systems and, um, like the one I watched, they obviously have cell service and I'm like, how cool would that be? Yeah. So what they do during the day is they just, they just look, you know, sit there and it's kind of interesting. It's not surprising, but they do, they do get like lightning strikes that start fires a lot that I've seen. Well, you know what I didn't realize too, and this is just (coughs) educational, but like a lot of these fires that get started, like they're so small, they send in like one or two people to put it out. Yeah, 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 right. And then I got down a rabbit hole of these smoke jumpers. I know, I know. Oh my God. Those suits they wear. That is insane that that's a job. I know. You... It's probably like you four. parachute in, right? Yeah, it's probably like fourteen bucks an hour. I know this for the park service for the yeah, yeah, and and I was like, I cannot believe there's a movie I think that about this with like famous people. No, but again, it goes back to the thing like this. So, so I've seen these like videos and stuff where there's a, a random fire in the middle of nowhere, and it's just like, okay, we're just gonna put two smoke jumpers in there. Yeah, and then I started like reading about how. Like, how do they actually, like, technically stop these? We need to they, have a they, fire they, person they, on. They dig trenches around. Yeah, I know that. That's one thing they do. And sometimes they, like, preemptively burn areas ahead of the fire so when the fire gets there, it's got nothing to consume. They do that. Yeah, we need, like, a forest service person. That would be cool. Have a forest fire person on or a forest per- Like We need to have... Uh, it was very interesting because it's a big deal now out west. These forest fires are getting out of control. And... You know, let's backpacking aside, we I was in Reno when the wildfire smoke rolled in. So so you everyone has probably heard of an AQI and air quality index. So like regular normal air quality, like in Ohio, good is like twenty or thirty. When the wildfire rolled into Reno, the air quality was six hundred. <laughs> and it literally looks like that scene from volcano with Tommy Lee Jones where like the volcano's erupting in LA and like ash and soot is raining down and you can't see anything and it's like straight up unsafe to be outside and that and like they got to cancel schools that will last for days so like imagine a city with just like a wall of fire smoke sitting on it for days at a time you can't go outside you can't do anything and obviously, even when you're inside, your house still smells like smoke. And it is terrible. I mean, so bad. And it happens to a lot of little towns out there, especially like around Lake Tahoe. And I was like, God, this would be... And they had to deal with the, a few weeks of this last year. Yeah, last year was bad. Uh, and I'd never been there to experience it. But you do not want to be there. <laughs> and I flew out the next day and I could see it from the plane. And it's like, it sits lower than the clouds and it's just like a massive like smoke thing. And then I was reading about Stanford did the study 
on all these wildfires the last like three years are just wiping away all like the air quality progress that they made for like 20 years. You know, like California and, you know, a lot of Western states did a lot to like clean up their air. And the wildfires are just crapping all over that progress. Um, so a lot of tangents I went on as I was out there breathing this stuff in. And it's crazy because, like, I mean, like in your house, like even if you have a filter through your HVAC, it's still coming in. So you smell like smoke inside. How, I wonder how often you have to change like your filters during. Oh, the I mean, of, I, I don't know. After often. Fire. Yeah. Um, I just didn't like the fact that you just can't go outside. And you couldn't like even driving somewhere. It was like, we have some videos on our TikTok. Shout out. Like just driving places. It looks like the apocalypse and it's, it's just not healthy. I don't know. And if you have like a breathing issue or asthma or something, I don't know. Terrible. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what tangent I went on there. Yeah. That was started with the fire lookouts. Yeah. That was like smoke jumpers to the uh, arena. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. uh, Before we move on, have a backup, have a backup, especially if you're going out to California, especially in like the July, August, September timeframe, which is basically the (laughs) only time you can, you can really backpack out there. So, but in Colorado, they don't seem to get it. So I don't, I don't, I don't, and if you can get a job at one of these fire lookouts, Somebody commented that they think they are volunteers positions. Uh, probably. I, I know some are paid. Because, like, if you're a park service employee and you're stationed at one. Would you do it? Would you volunteer it? Not at this age. No. Certainly. Yeah, but it'd be easier for you financially to, to volunteer it at this age. Correct. I would, I, I would, if I was, like, 19, 20, and they're like, hey, we'll, like, hey, give will you, you, we'll give you all this food and, like, you can just live up there. Like, yeah, yeah. But you're not making. You know, yeah, but you're care. 19. I don't care. It would be pretty cool. I was broke anyways. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. That's true. Like, I didn't think they probably they give you all your food. Obviously, yeah, right? They probably give you, <laughs> probably give you just like the of, worst. Just like <laughs> MREs from like 1970. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leftover rations from Vietnam. And I'm assuming they most of them, if not all, have running water or potable water. They probably have like a cistern or something or they can pump water up there. The one video I was watching, it was like during like bug season up there. And it's like like they're not screened in. They're like glassed in. But it was the bugs were coming in this dude's chimney. So he had to run a fire in the summer to like burn them all up. So he's in there like sweating inside his thing and just like all these. I'm like, okay. This would be terrible. <laughs> yes, yes. You got to be able to open a door. Or this a would be truly terrible. And I don't know where he was because I always th- thought about this stuff in like, you know, Colorado, but like Idaho, Montana, remember Oregon. I, remember I went up in that fire tower in Shawnee and I got stung by a hornet, a bunch of hornets. I do. It's now, that was not a fire tower you that, would live in. No, that, <laughs> that was like a stainless steel, like pop up one. Yeah. What? Like, it was a fire tower, I, though. I know. What are you doing? You just some, some poor person just sitting up there well it's right off of access road so like you know i mean we're not really concerned with wildfires here luckily but like they probably have like a, a schedule and someone drives up there and like hey all good they like, obviously didn't take a can of raid with them because there was a hornet's nest at the top of it you know, i love how too like at mohican there's a fire tower but it's like a scenic point of view so everybody's like hey let's go up to the fire tower i know <laughs> i've never actually seen a real one out west i don't think i have either you know they're on the East Coast too, big time. Yeah, you don't hear about wildfires in, in the East. No, but they certainly exist. Because just because it rains, it's not a big deal. I don't know. Um, speaking of wasps, I got lit up by a wasp on this trip, and it's first time, first time dealing with stinging things in the backcountry for me. It was the first time of seeing. Decent quantities of grouse for me. Yeah, and that is in the it's in, video. it's in the video. Yeah. Um I'd never seen a grouse. A grouse is like a, a game bird. People hunt and eat and like you hear about them. It's uh what forest chicken? Chicken of the forest. It really does look like a chicken. I forget. Yeah, it's like they're big. We saw a bunch of those. Um, but I got lit up by this wasp as I was walking and it was awful and it followed me. It was scary. It's a big sucker. I figured out what it was. It's called the, it's called the great black wasp. <laughs> it's a black wasp, like an inch and a half long. And that sucker for like 300 yards went after me. 
And I was like, really? And then it reminded me, my, I was like, well, the other time I've dealt with this was when, did you get leeches at Isle Royale? Mm-hmm. Those suckers. Mm-hmm. So you get a few leeches, whatever, rip them off. You bleed forever. You put some duct tape on it. But those suckers itched on me for like... The leeches? Yeah, the leech bites. Like a week later... You have some like allergic reaction? It's super interesting because the same thing happened to me with the wasps. They're, you know, they get stung, whatever, all good. And a week later, those areas get super itchy. And uh, it's like a delayed, obviously allergic reaction. Like the wasp venom, that's all gone. It's not still in your in your body but it's like a delayed allergic reaction same thing happened with the leeches it's super annoying because like you think you're clear and then like a week later you're like why am i so itchy so then i was like okay i need to i need to probably you had like stinging medical stuff yeah and i carried that because i got lit up at shawnee but and it helped yeah it's just lidocaine i'd want some lidocaine and some topical benadryl i think that's probably the way to go but my first time dealing with that on a trip which was terrible uh what else what are what are common what what uh reflections do you have i will say that in in uh perfect prediction the grading and the quality of the trail was fantastic yeah and i always used to assume colorado had fairly graded trails but we had some murder climbs out there uh and the the pct and tahoe it just does not get steep and it makes it a huge deal um with your enjoyment yeah of it. it's just not steep yeah it's interesting too i wasn't expecting like i wasn't expecting the types of views that we got at that at that elevation i thought it would be more wooded interesting and that threw me off and i get that that's like that's the magic of desolation but what do you think of the granite Granted, awesome. I've never been in an environment like that before. I've never been, I've never hiked through so many, I've never hiked through an area with so many like amazingly beautiful mountain lakes. Yeah, that was another thing I wanted to bring up. This Desolation Wilderness, I mean, one day there, we passed four or five. More than that. Like, and like, not just like, oh, little ponds, like beautiful, pristine. Yeah, just like, like fresh blue mountain lakes yeah just one after the other which was freaking awesome yeah that was really pretty next point i want to talk about was um the old bear canisters <laughs> i left mine out there by the way oh man you should see some of the comments on the first video just like rip it on us for our bear canister etiquette like, what where we put them yeah like you morons you put your bear canisters by the lake it's like yeah and we joke about it in the video too is the thought being that they could go into the lake yeah and somebody okay. even commented that at they left a bear canister at lake aloha near the lake and it went in and it went in but it just they got lucky and it just stayed near the shore and like but the bear pushed it into in <laughs> but to be fair that's a fair point no i know and we were joking about that but we were in this like little like and like there's really, no way they would have gotten it out out of there no you know what is the etiquette though the, the etiquette is you just put it a couple hundred yards away from your camp and you don't put it near a body of water or a cliff where it can get pushed away we well those trolls in the next trip video we might put it by a cliff <laughs> <laughs> so we show you what not to do oh god and i love the uh i I always loved the, I was anticipating the dog leash comments while, while we were hiking. I was like, I can't wait for those comments. And boy, uh, you know, it's just a few loud people that are annoying, but do you like what I did with the drone footage? Yeah. And Oh, that <laughs> hold on. That's another one too. So, and gotcha. I know, and I'm going to be very politically correct because people were ripping us for the drone footage. And I commented, didn't on, take a drone. Yep. And I commented on that. I said, we did not take a drone on it. And everyone's like, well then care to explain yourself. And no, like, no, don't. I do not care. To no, explain myself. I went there like four years ago with a drone when it was legal <laughs> and I upscaled the footage to 4k and I put it in the trip video. There you go. folks. <laughs> so I almost, I almost put a little thing on the screen explaining no, no, like, no, 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 no i don't need F to do off. that yeah, no F i don't need to do yeah, that F you know what i don't care but um i thought i was like i was waiting for those comments no, 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 i forgot about the off-leash dog i was like because when michael texted me i was like oh yeah that probably would get some hate but <sighs> in our defense 
every single dog there is off leash. Yeah, every single one. I know. And and every single person hiking with the dog yeah. that I saw in California off leash, a hundred percent. And and the best is like now I, we, I, I do agree with the leash based policies, but no one's doing it. No one's doing it, but also I have yet to run across somebody hiking with a dog that's off leash out west where the, where I feel the dog should be on leash. I think every person, every, every, I, I, I think the, the owners would be smart enough to know if, if they were hiking with a dog that needed to be on leash, it would be on leash. Yeah. Because you don't want something bad happening to your dog. No, no, no. no. Um, I don't know. I couldn't even imagine that dog being on a leash. Michael leashed her a few times. Is that a is that is that a formal regulation? According to people that were posting in Desolation, it I don't know. Okay, I didn't okay. Read, I didn't read the rules. I imagine. I mean, we, I imagine. we didn't read the rules because we knew there's no way that dog was going to be on a leash anyway. Yeah, you and you have to understand that dog. She will not leave. <laughs> Another thing, which is so weird to me, is okay. So dogs and backpacking out west very common. Nobody is being responsible about where their dog's pooping. Well, that's because they're like, as long. But we have humans have to. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, we should make the dog people bury their dog's poop. If I got to bury mine, it is weird. Like, you're just walking and there's just a dog. Not, not, the dog we were with did not do this. She actually was very good with where she went. And it was like, but I've seen dogs just like, taking dumps on the trail and then they just keep walking. And I'm like, at least like kick it off to the side or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't do that out here. Like, in where we live, your dog wouldn't just take a dump on the sidewalk. You wouldn't leave it there. I'm not saying you have to pick it up and pack it out, but just like you know, kick it off to the side or something. I don't know. I thought about that. I was like, yeah, this is kind of gross. And then I was like, you know, I see why Yosemite bans dogs. Yeah. You know, not the, the pooping aspect, but the, uh, you know, every dog, there'd be uh, 10,000 dogs in that park overnight. They'd all be off leash and they'd all be taking dumps everywhere. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And then they're like, isn't there an argument to be made too that like more bear interactions with humans occur because of dogs? I too? think so. I don't think that's the reason why that they want them leashed though, but I think that's definitely true. Uh, I, th- I think your odds of having some sort of bear encounter if the the dog is off a leash have got to be greater. I think it's more like they don't want people, they don't want bad interact people, someone getting attacked by someone's other dog. They don't want dogs like running off cliffs. You know, I think there's other reasons for the dog to be on the leash, but uh, no one's doing it out there. Uh, somebody says, somebody, Santiago Hills says, no leash per Forest Service regs, just require them to be under control. We'll put that in. You know, you well, gotta respond to these yeah, people. Yeah, it, well, Thank so, you, by the way, for, but, for but, explaining but that. But you know, then it gets weird. Like, is that is is that actually the rule that applies in desol- desolation wilderness? I don't know. I didn't. I was trying to think. I didn't see any signs. Like usually, there's post-it signs. Uh, the like, smartest comment by David Guthrie just said, "Shouldn't take a dog in the first place on long or hard hikes." Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, and, and, yep. I will, and I will add to that <laughs> sentence. I will add to that yep. sentence and say that's not in shape. Yeah, yeah. Like when we were in Colorado, people, there people there were several people through hiking with their dogs, a hundred percent. But yeah, you don't want to make the mistake we did. Do you watch our video of taking a dog that's not in shape? Or, you know, have she's, a plan. Yeah, she's in shape. And by the way, this was, and it, it's talked about in the video, There, this was, it was planned on how to handle if she wouldn't be able to comfortably do the bike. Yeah, we had it. We had, at no point were we not able to hike out. So that was, that's the nice thing about the the TRT that's another difference I want to talk about actually is the TRT because you're in Lake Tahoe, you're, you're pretty close to civilization a lot of the time. So you can always bail off the trail. You might have to hike maybe 10 miles, which would be far in, in some sort of situation, but like what, but you could get out easily if you needed to, you can't do that in Colorado. Uh, interesting. Uh, the gentleman, I see the comment right now, the gentleman that, or, person that commented on the video about their bear can getting in the water at lake aloha is in the chat, chat? yeah <laughs> did it float it, what, it didn't yeah, right no i don't know no it had to have floated right they're not airtight i don't know answer that question did it float how did it float did the lid stay on obviously and 
I guess it just like stay. I, I I thought about that. I was like, what if one of these goes in the water? It's gonna fill with water first. So your food, depending on how your food is stored in there, you might be screwed there. If it fills with water, though, I still think it would float because that plastic is probably pretty buoyant. Mm-hmm. And then you'd think that I don't know if there are tides in there, but it would keep it like tucked up into the. <laughs> what a crafty bear. She's like, F these guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> goat, if I can't get in there, not get it either. I want to know if it floated and what happened to the food. I'm assuming it, it all got wet because those things are not airtight. But I did think about that as we, and you can see in our video where we put it. We put it, you know, 10 feet from the lake, but it was in like a little gulch thing. So like the bear would have had to like lift it out or carry it out. So I felt pretty good about it. And then uh, you haven't seen in the, the next video coming out, we do put it by like a ledge one night, which really wasn't smart, but nothing happened. So it's all good. Getting a lot of good dog education here. Cameron Youngstrom saying uh, also there are dog poop rules. People just ignore them. Oh, really? That That's funny because they are ignored so badly. I didn't even, I just assumed there weren't rules. That's good that there are. Because if there are rules for us, there should be rules for them. But no one's doing that. Nobody's got the dogs on the leash, and they're letting the dogs do whatever they want. Um, okay, I'll, I'll get. I'll since you're jumping to the comments, I do want to say William Capes is here. One of the top comments. I also, I guess, I should go above that when I, we first started the stream, and I'm like, no one's here. But Sean, there were people here. <laughs> but William Capes, he got the Nemo Hornet. You got the Elite version, and. Uh, yeah, I really like the Nemo Hornet. It, it performed flawlessly on this trip. Okay, what comments? We can just, we can, oh, when's the next Colin show was asked? 100? It's probably got to be. We got to do something. I was thinking we've probably gotten to a point where we could probably do another giveaway or something. Probably. Got, uh, I got that stuff that uh, Ben sent us. Yeah, and I think we could probably get some companies to do some gift cards, and we've got some gear. And So I thought maybe for the 100th show we could do a giveaway or... Or we could not, and we could bring back the the drinking menu. You could tip us $100, and we'll take shots of bourbon live. Oh. Three people did that. I know. <laughs> that that show needs to be after after the marathon. Yeah, 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 yeah. We won't do that. Um, okay. Top three hikes in the USA, Element Lifestyle asked. I mean, Desolation was beautiful. The Tahoe. Ah, Royal. Oh God, I always forget about Isle Royal. Amazing. Colorado Trail. I'm I not mean, doing any, just, yeah. any order. Yeah. Uh, what are the top three hikes you've done? Uh, definitely Isle Royal. This this trip to Desolation was like one of the prettiest hikes I've ever done. Yeah. Um, I like we've done some segments in Colorado that have just like blown your socks off too. Um, Colorado is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. Ethan says, here's to some fall eastern U.S. hike soon. We are getting in to the best time of the year in, in the eastern part of the U.S. Yeah, it's fall came aggressively. Yeah, well, that's when you go from 80 degrees to like 40 degrees overnight. But the leaves are changing. I'm excited. Ben McMillan's here. What's up? You're not working tonight? Um, all right, well, I'll scroll. I'll scroll to the bottom. DBP's here. <laughs> Saw you on the trail a few weeks ago. Um, all right, I'm way behind. Do you have ones you want to? No. Uh, going through. Oh, bear can was in the shallows, so I don't know if it floats when full of water. Maybe I'll test. Most of the food was in original packaging, so we lost very little food, just a couple of bagels. Those got a little soggy. Got a little, you could eat those bagels still. Gross. I'm just kidding. How pissed would you be if you woke up and your bear canister was in the lake? I think I'd be on happy the first that, night of your trip. I think I'd at least be like, well, I'm eating these wet bagels. <laughs> <laughs> your oatmeal would be pre-soaked. You know what I would do? Cold soaked. Everything's just, cold soaked. I'd walk the seven miles back. To yeah, you absolutely would. And I'd go to that little store. <laughs> yep. And hike back yeah, up. Hike back up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm way behind. Um, we got wildfire. I'm at wildfire comments. Um, Mike K, you can always come out east uh, the White Mountains. I I can't believe we haven't been to the Whites. Uh, really, really would like to go there. Uh, we've actually were talking about 
next backpacking trip. So, I mean, we, we had an aggressive last two months, so we're probably going to chill for a little bit and we're, we're this running, we got the, a marathon, an ultra marathon. And this is the time of the year when I start looking forward to chilling in the hot tent. Yeah. And, and, then, and, and then, uh, hot tent season is rapidly approaching. And then after a few trips in the hot tent, then we're like, okay, I'm ready for some. I would like to do a two night hot tent trip this year. Would you move the hot? Tent? Yes. Interesting. That's a lot of work. Yeah, but I but I mean we hike yeah, five to eight miles. Yeah. Like where could we go? Vesuvius. But where could we go that's cool where we could walk in and it's got good wood and stuff and, and good camping and we could, you know, hike in on a Friday. It, it's really not that bad to collapse the setup and hike it to another location. You just it just, you know, you're gonna lose a few hours, although with the chainsaw, we get some time back. Yeah, we're only taking one chainsaw too. Yeah, we'll just take some batteries because we'll need multiple batteries for two nights. But where could we go? If anyone has any recommendations, you know, in, in a Red River Gorge would work for this in like a three to four to two Let's to three cold. to four radius. I think, I mean, I honestly think in a few weeks, the overnight lows are going to be in the 30s. And that's enough for me to bust that thing out. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be five degrees like it normally is. Yeah. Um, I don't even have any recommendations. Okay. Uh, a cool breeze outdoors. You guys really need to check out Yellowstone or the Teton area. We've been there multiple times. Never backpacked there or camped there. Ooh, Dolly Sots, hot tent. Yeah, I have wanted to do that so far, but it's so far for a Friday to Sunday. But that would be perfect because you're walking in at night there. You're walking in the pitch black. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I would love to backpack in Yellowstone or the Tetons. I don't know. I'm under the assumption that backpacking in Yellowstone is kind of a pain from a permitting I watched some, uh, and regulation standpoint. Yeah. But I don't know why that's, I think that. Grizzlies. That doesn't, I just think more is probably like super regulated, right? It's Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like Yosemite. It's group camping, I think. That makes sense. I think I remember seeing some videos of people hiking through on the CDT and it goes through Yellowstone. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Teton's similar. We've been there a few times, skied there, done some hikes there. Beautiful. Would love to go there. Just, just you know, there's, there's too many places to backpack, but next year we're, we'll go somewhere new. We've been going to Colorado and California the last two years. And next year, we'll probably still go to California. We're going to go somewhere new. I'd like to go to the, I think it was the Sawtooths were mentioned in here. And um, I would like to do some really cool places. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm now to the fire lookout volunteer job comment. We should we should try to weasel our way into like one of those David Gray out west trips. Like with Travis. I know. They do like the four or five mile days and just. That's what I'm talking about. And they just bring massive steaks in in grizzly country (laughs) that one time. I was like, what? Because I think I I was thinking about this too when I was watching them do that. Like, would we be super anal to the point where like we'd be like hiking, cooking and eating? I mean, and then hiking. I'm scared to death of grizzlies. So, I mean, obviously we're taking bear spray. Yeah. Are you taking some like bear spray <laughs> you know some bear spray that you load from the bottom no. and cock back no i don't think so. <laughs> i guess i'll just call it bear spray <laughs> are you taking bear spray or bear spray <laughs> i mean you're at least taking bear spray right yeah you probably uh, have to in some in some areas yeah like per, like regulations wise mm-hmm. or like a 12 gauge with slug bear spray would you take a pistol? If uh, uh, and you're obviously not going to bring a 12 gauge. No, I mean, come on, let's be real. Yeah. Uh, it depends on where you go. I don't know. I don't think so. I think I'd just take bear spray. But okay, if you're saying, if you're, if you're, if we're like we're going to Alaska, you know, there's not really any trails. You just like, well, that's different. Then we're taking an actual mini gun. Yeah, <laughs> that I'm taking. If you're like, we're going off trail in an area, just filled with grizzly bears yeah we're taking like legitimate weaponry <laughs> okay but i mean like we're going backpacking weight's always a consideration bear spray you know what if it's like i love how this is turning to this is gonna go to what caliber <laughs> no, no no what if it's like 
a gun that we can like break down between like five people. <laughs> and then at night we like assemble it and it's like the camp gun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So then it makes Jonas. the weights not negligible. <laughs> so, 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 so it's completely people. worthless. During the day, if you get attacked during the day while you're hiking, it's totally worthless. And then only but, one person can get yeah, it. Well, yeah. You'd have to strategically put it by like the best shot. I don't know. But the weight wouldn't be a factor. In fact, you could you could disassemble like a, a 12-gauge shotgun. Oh. And like Sam carries the barrel. You carry the stock. I'll carry the slugs and then we like assemble it all together at camp and it's the camp shotgun. <laughs> that's literally, it's the, not crazy. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It serves no purpose. Then. It's just like nighttime defense. <laughs> For know? one person, whoever. Okay. The guns, by no, the no, we, we're all if you are getting attacked. <laughs> yeah. Go get the gun. It's loaded chambered no safety on you run to it as fast as you can <laughs> all right but like okay that aside what about like a 45 pistol or something <laughs> where no, no like you carry it no i don't think so what if you went to a place and like the week before somebody got eaten by a grizzly two cans of bear spray really there's no situation where you would consider bringing a gun no i'll bring a gun I just, I just, it depends on the location. What if, if two people got eaten <laughs> okay. and not like attacked, they were eaten. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like and they thing. hadn't killed the bear yet. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <Did> it? <laughs> they had no. killed the, the park rangers are out there still. Yeah. The bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going up to that park ranger and be like, can I, do you have something? Can I borrow? Hey guys, I know you're going in. <laughs> Just going to warn you, we're still out here <laughs> trying to kill this thing. <laughs> All right. No, okay. Uh, uh, I, no. Uh, no. No I, gun? No, I'm not opposed to it. It's just I think it'd be based on location and the and the types of encounters that are occurring and the regulations. But like no, I'm not going I'm not going to Yellowstone and carrying a 45. Okay. That's fair. If I'm going now, I think you have to carry bear spray in Yellowstone. Yeah. If I'm floating down the Yukon River in a raft for like two weeks, yeah, I'm taking a 12 gauge. Yeah. In Alaska. Yeah. What are you chambering it with? <laughs> Birdshot? Birdshot. Yeah. You'll confuse the bear. The rubber, the knee knockers. Yeah. <laughs> Like those, you're talking about those, those poli like police ballistics, like the rubber bullets. <laughs> I mean, are you taking a slug or buckshot? Was where I was going. With Obviously, that. a slug. <laughs> yeah, put a hole in it like that big. Yes, I'm taking the <laughs> biggest, like three and a half inch magnum or whatever, the most powerful. Slug. I remember I was, when you see these slugs, these deer slugs. It's like it looks like a a musket ball. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. Yeah, no, we get a rifled barrel with a with a rifled slug. Yeah, the saber rounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get something real fancy. Okay, all right. Now, last gun question. Okay, would you take that over like a high powered rifle, and they weigh the same? Yeah. See, that's so because everyone out there know, is using so, the rifles. I know you're so right. You're you're right. Like what's what's if you, if you're going strictly bare to. <laughs> Are you going rifle or shotgun? Everyone's picking rifle, right? I know. I, th I feel like because we always say, "Oh, bring in the twelve gauge," but like, and then what, what rifle caliber? I mean, I don't know. You, don't, you like those, like, like those guns they use to shoot giraffes, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the the trophy hunters in Africa. You no, know, like I, I don't know, like those rhino bullets. No, if, I don't know. Okay, but you're definitely taking a rifle over over a shotgun I, if they weigh the same. Yeah. yeah. And the target is a grizzly bear. I feel like the rifle would be more accurate, more powerful. It'd definitely be more accurate. I find it hard to believe that one of the, the slugs isn't just going to put like a six foot long hole in a bear. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay, I'll go back to the comments here. Um, uh, some comments about going to the whites. We need to do that. Uh, uh, Terry Young Adventures, what's up? Um... <laughs> oh, oh, this is interesting. A very lucrative contracts given to suppliers of the food for those fire lookouts. 
or for those fires as they have to provide a lot with almost no notice. That's interesting. Uh, DBT. Uh, they took, oh, they took the kids to Zaleski and walked through a hornet's <laughs> Nothing, nothing says like a fun backpacking trip, like a bunch of kids get stung by hornets. Just going out with dad. <laughs> they ne- I never <laughs> want to backpack again. <laughs> I'm never going out there again. Oh, let's go kids. <laughs> let's go kids. Let's have a great time. So how did you handle that? Or did you take the dozens of bites? The kids were tougher than the dad. Kids are tough, man. Yeah. Kids are tough. That's one thing. I've learned having a child. They're tough. Oh, God, that sucks, man. Uh, and Zaleski in the summer also can suck. Um, all right. Uh, okay, I'm going to try and get to the... Um, okay, I'm now to the no leash per force regulations comment. Um, uh, California bears want your Skittles, not your dog. That's probably true. I keep seeing these freaking videos of them going into gas station. I know. <laughs> like it's around Lake Tahoe in California. These bears are just like walking into and like another thing to point out, especially for us East Coast people, is the black bears they have in California are like three times the size of the black bears that we have on the East Coast. They are big. And these suckers are just walking in like through the automatic opening doors and just going to the candy aisle <laughs> and just like swiping everything. It's crazy. And you would think that the people working there would have a 12 gauge. I know. It's probably, I mean. It's California. Yeah. I know. It's probably illegal. Well, I mean, like, yeah, what are you going to do? Just like, I, I don't know. Walks in and you just blast it. I, I, <laughs> then I was blasting. Uh, that'd be a mess. Yeah. You know? Just let it have its Mars bar and get out. Yeah. But then it's going to come back every day. I know. Okay. All right. I'm scrolling. I'm trying to go through these. Um. If you're lugging the bear canister, I would not be taking the dog. It's a lot of weight. It um, is. A lot of weight. Uh, okay, okay. I'm getting down here. Um, people are in denial about the controllability of their dogs. A hundred percent agree with that statement, by the way. And not so much as a person around dogs that are hiking, but as a person with a small child around dogs. It's like, all it takes is one. Um, and I do think people, a lot of people are in denial about how their ability to control their dogs. I love how they're like, Oh, they, she never, they never do this. I don't know why they're doing this. Look at this emigrant. Is it emigrant wilderness emigrant? Where is that? I don't know. I've heard of it. Anyway, this person, I believe this is the person with the bear canister in Lake Aloha. Our party's dog was on a leash. Another dog ran from a nearby campsite and took a chunk out of our dog's ear. <sighs> Hope, that, that's how a dog. That's gets, a lawsuit right there. That's a lawsuit. That's how a dog gets killed. Like dog gets shot. Dog okay. gets sprayed. We're in camp. Oh, we have our dog. Mm-hmm. Dog comes in, attacks our dog. We've got the communal twelve gauge. Yeah, dog's getting shot. Dog's getting shot. Yeah. Are you giving a warning shot? Yeah, I'd give a warning shot. I don't want to kill a dog. That's terrible. If a dog, think about it like this way. If a wild animal, if a wolf ran into your camp and started attacking your dog, you wouldn't hesitate to kill it. Okay, there's no warning shot there. But the dog the dog gets a warning shot? A little dog bias there. Yeah, I am. If it, if it was like a domesticated dog from the camp over and the dogs got into a fight, warning shot. And then after that, no warning shot because I'm defending my dog at that point. A buddy, DBT says, a buddy says he flips his bear can upside down and submerges it with rocks on top. <laughs> what? <laughs> JK's here. Go Bucks, buddy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Good dog stories I'm seeing. You've probably seen these. It was yeah. on an overnight in Red River Gorge. Love Red River Gorge. And a guy had his dog off leash night hiking to some falls, and it came within a foot of our tent at like 1130. And sp- uh, that, that, okay, that's a funny dog story. Yeah. That's happened to me as well with David Gray's dogs, and it's pretty funny. It's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying at first, but it's funny. Um, uh, any place where they let people hunt bear with hounds, the bear learns quickly that dogs mean bad news. That's interesting. Totally would believe that. <coughs> when we were in um, Cranberry Wilderness, <clears throat> two years ago <laughs> they were tree and bears with their dogs yeah, with were. their hounds and they were killing them <laughs> <laughs> they were killing them uh, okay 
Uh, okay. All right. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> all right. All right. I'm getting to the. I'm getting to the. I'm. We're, I'm getting caught up here. Um. Um. All right. All right. Uh, Bob Banner, were you guys there on Labor Day? Uh, we were there on Labor Day. Yeah, we were hiking out on Labor Day. No, it's a few days before. I flew home on Labor Day. Oh, you're right. Yeah, sorry. We we that's right. We actually shifted our. We hiked in on like a Tuesday. We hiked out before like the day. We hiked out the day before Labor Day because we wanted to avoid Labor Day because um, <clears throat> it's like the most crowded time to backpack in California. Yeah. Um. Oh, getting some uh, some uh, recommendations for the San Juans. Well, a lot of gun recommendations. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> Lever action rifle, 50 caliber. JK, look, looking forward to the hot tent videos. I'm looking forward to hot tent season. I know I am too. It's the late. It's I, I I say it's like the lazy man's way but, to backpack, but, but it's, it's really it's well a, when you have a chainsaw, it's pretty easy. But it's really so, not. It's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, uh, let's do a Yellowstone meetup. I love it. Uh, show Dan Packer how to do Yellowstone like a real backpacker. <laughs> Uh, okay all right here we go hot tent around mount rainier that would be sick yeah um okay i pick glacier over yellowstone i would but yeah grizzly country yeah um i've never been to glacier um i would really like to go there that might have to be the next one um Need at least a forty-four. Oh, I got that one. You need at least uh, a forty-four magnum. Hair, dirty hairy brain. <laughs> 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 Um, okay. Here's uh, a, here's a good comment <clears throat> from Mark B. Cause we, you and I have been talking about this question. Have you done any other Sasquatch episodes besides Meldrum? That was great. Are there plans to do more? Maybe I'd like to get, I would like to get some more wildlife experts on Yeah. about things that are real and or not real. Also, we need to have round two of the conspiracy theory podcast. I've already yeah. With your boy. I know. Because I'm ready to go deep again on outdoor-related conspiracy theories. Yeah. I want to know who D.B. Cooper was. I want to know... He did an interview with somebody who wrote a book on D.B. Cooper. Then he's a good person to talk to. Um, <clears throat> ben asks, what if the bear made sweet love to one of your hiking buddies? Your thoughts? Okay. It's probably illegal in <laughs> ma many states. Yeah. I tried. I tried to film it. <laughs> uh, okay, just so we could, you know, have dirt on them for the rest of their life. All right. Oh God, I just uh, oh, went here. all the way to the end. Hold on. Uh, cool <clears throat> breeze outdoors. So two nights after I left my last site in Cascade Lake in Yellowstone, the next campers had a had a bad run in with a grizzly in the middle of the night. Shots were fired by the campers. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Re restart this comment from the beginning. So this is from Cool Breeze Outdoors. It says, so two nights after I left my last site at Cascade Lake in Yellowstone, the next campers had a bad run in with a grizzly in the middle of the night. Shots were fired by the campers. So these people are packing out there. See, you know what terrifies me about that is you might kill someone. I know. You you know, know blasting into the dark. Yeah. Don't think I have thought about the angle of the tent of my tent so that my like firing zone is not towards somebody. You could kill someone doing that. Yeah. You know, how terrifying is that? Do you remember? remember <laughs> Maybe they were just warning shots or, you know, yeah. they were shooting in the ground or something. Remember when we were talking to uh, Barry from alone? Yeah. And remember how he got so freaked out about bears and he like, he set up his like, that was bad that was badass he was shooting through his tarp at this like at a certain location he was all ready to go with his bow yeah so we had this this guy who's on a loan great podcast and we've we've kind of been buddies with him lately. yeah anyway yeah, he was on the show alone he made it he made it a long time and he got so freaked out about bears he had <clears throat> this was pretty cool actually yeah. he had a hole in his tarp that he knew he could exactly shoot through that to where the, like the bear had come before. I think that's where the bear is. So like he was ready at night to just shoot through this pinpoint hole and it was somewhere. And I thought this was ingenious too. I think he took the glow in the dark mm -hmm. zipper off of, off of his sleeping bag and he the put pole. it, he put it 
like by that hole yeah, so he could see the hole in the dark so he could be ready with his bow to shoot an arrow out there. I was like, that's hardcore. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but don't think I haven't thought about that. With tent. And then I'm like, well, do you think you'd really fire a gun out of a tent? Uh, I'd have to be getting like dragged out. Like, like the bear would have had to enter the tent for you to do that. Yeah, but well, let's you're not just be like, oh, there's a sound. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> no, but let's say it's like it, one of those situations where you like see. The I would hope face. you're firing before you're getting Fired dragged out. out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Like the bears won't leave your tent alone or something, and you're yelling at it. So it's, it's like, like a warning shot. And it's like clawing at your tent. Maybe I'm shooting up. Oh. If if a claw goes through my tent, oh yeah, fabric, claw, claw goes through the tent, <laughs> bullets going through. Because <laughs> yes. if a if a bear paws your tent, he's gonna rip, even if he doesn't well, mean to. I don't know. You, do you think you think it's like a cat where there's gonna be like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like he's trying to test out like the side fabric. No, he's gonna rip right through it. Yeah, he's getting a getting a 44 to the claw <laughs> then i'm like i'd have to have my headlamp on i mean i'd be terrified about shooting and killing someone yeah but i think that's the last <laughs> thing growing through your mind when you're getting dragged out of your tent i'm shooting the thing way before it's coming to that you might not notice like you're in a like you're in a fog that's what is yeah. somewhat terrifying about the situation is like what if you're awoken but the, the other thing is and i have had a bear come into camp when i was alone in the trt Bears are not quiet. They they are not quiet. They make a lot of noise because they're so big. So I really think you'd hear them and you'd be like, all right, where's my firing? Andy's here. Sam's here. <laughs> I got like a 10 foot window where if this thing comes in, boom. All right. <clears throat> That's a crazy story though. That's terrifying. I don't know if, if I woke up and heard gunshots, I would be equally as terrified. Young Heart said, I went to do my business in the woods. As I walked by my friend's tent, I heard click, click, 12 gauge. Does that mean fired? I think it's the... Ch-ch. Oh, yeah. Wait, but he as he walked by his friend's tent? Yeah. So his friend had one? Apparently. Must have thought he was a bear or something. Ready to go. That's That's terrifying. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm getting back caught up here. Oh, this is great. Santiago Hills. Juvenile Grizz entered a tent at, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Kintla Head. That sounds like Alaska. In Glacier. Nope. In August. <laughs> I know because the ranger closed the campground just as we put our packs down to set up. Wait, Juvenile so entered someone's tent? Yeah. Did they, I wonder if they used bear spray. The thing is like, dude, if you're unleashing bear spray in your tent, you're getting bear sprayed. Yeah. So you can't, you couldn't do that. No, you, no, I mean, uh, you would, you'd yeah, have to. Yeah. Yeah. So you get bear sprayed, the bear gets bear sprayed and hopefully everyone's having a bad time. Everyone's having a bad time. <laughs> All your gear is covered in bear did, spray. Uh, did you finish by speaking of bear spray? Did you finish the most recent season of alone that's on Netflix? No. So someone, does someone get bear sprayed? Yeah. Yeah. Do they get bear sprayed? No, no, they spray a bear and it works. Yep. You gotta think maybe those producers are like, we, we just, we just hit a gun over there. <laughs> no, they had, you know, they had, I think they probably had, they had multiple, you know, they get their like bear kit. They mm-hmm. have the bear bangers. They've got right, the right, right. And that area where they do alone, crawling with grizzlies. And, uh, okay, I, I, I know I, that's a, it's a good season so far. I'm not there yet. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta. <clears throat> okay. All right. Wait, I'm getting caught up on, here. On it was a bear point. spray in Alaska is 45 bucks. Everything in Alaska has got to be more expensive. I, okay. Bear attacks north of Anchorage. Man, there's some great bear Went stuff after here. a moose hunter and his nine-year-old. Hunter got him, but the bear also got a piece of them as well. Oh, God. Sorry. What were you saying? Three o'clock, Pollock. I was black bear hunting. I was a black bear hunting guide in Montana. Bears are generally fine. I do recommend Glock 20 10 millimeter just in case extra rounds matter. For a black bear? Bears. Did you say he was a black bear hunter? You can't hunt grizzly, right? I was a backcountry hunting guy. So oh, some, oh, oh, some places you can. What's his name? Three o three o'clock, Pollock. Some places you can hunt grizzlies in the U.S. Can you? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, cool. How much does that cost? <laughs> probably a lot. <laughs> I think you can get tags for it in Alaska. Alaska would probably be like the only place, right? No, I I'm pretty sure you, there's other places you can get tags. Interesting. 
I, I asked what that guy's name was because it, it might be fun to have a backcountry hunting guy on the podcast. <laughs> how, how many things have you killed that are big? Do you have some good stories? You want to come on the podcast? <laughs> are you cool? <laughs> I feel like you probably have good stories. Cool breeze outdoors. It was a perfect spot for a bear ambush. He pushed on their tent three times. The second time was a hand out of the tent with bear spray. The third time was a hand out of the tent with the shots. So they carried bear spray and guns? That's amazing. He tripped on the guy lines their first time. No other sites anywhere near the site. Their site. Oh, man. Santiago Hill says, Lewis and Clark forbid the shooting of grizzlies because musket fire just makes them mad. That's interesting. That probably take a lot of musket balls to take down a grizzly. Mark B says, get David Polides on about the missing 411. What is that? Is that a thing? Sounds like a conspiracy theory. Mike K says, I had to get pepper sprayed to get certified to carry it. Not a fun time. Based on the series about the many disappearances that have occurred, occurred <clears throat> in national parks. Oh, it's about the park, the park conspiracy missing 411. Cause there's 411 people that have gone missing in national parks. I didn't know they had a, a documentary about it. Sorry. I interrupted what you were saying. No, it's okay. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. I'm, am I caught up? Um, I am caught up. Okay. All right. Just in time to end this. <laughs> okay everybody sorry it's been a while you know we were traveling for weeks and weeks and then we both got sick we have kids in daycare you know all you parents out there with kids in daycare you must just have amazing immune systems uh we've just been sick a lot been traveling a lot we're back what should we do for the hundredth episode we'll figure something out yeah um but we're back we'll pick this up on a more of a regular cadence we just very busy 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 but you know to bring this Full circle. Desolation Wilderness is sweet area. Couldn't recommend it more. Yeah. You know, uh, next time, we if we're going to do that again, it's going to be a fishing trip. Yeah. Um, and it's just like Tahoe in general is beautiful and the TRT is sweet. And uh, if you get a chance to go there, it really is cool. And, it, and it's, I would say it's pretty feasible to do. It's not super hard. You can, you know, you can fly in and out of Reno or South Lake. It's logistically, it's not terrible. Uh, you just got to get a permit. But other than that, a, a very cool area. And I would, I've been there twice now uh, and we did the whole thing and we'll have another video coming out soon that has the second part of the trip, but a very cool t- uh, time place. Highly recommend it. Is that it? That's it. All right, everybody have a happy Friday. Go Buckeyes. And we'll see everybody later. See ya. Bye-bye.